Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. Now if mankind can experience can experience hell on earth, can we experience heaven on earth too? Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. Today, the Lord has given me a word to give to you, and I was asking him exactly what we needed to say today. I have a lot that we could do today, but we're just going to be led of the Lord as to which direction uh, he would have us to go in. Are you with me, everybody? Now, the word that I, I heard, and, and it's going to take a little while to get this to you and to prove some things to you. The word that I heard was from the Lord was that he wants his people. The Lord said, I want my people to begin to enter into heavenly things. To bring heaven to earth. And to begin to operate in heaven while still here on the earth. How many of you know that um, after a person dies there, he can go one or two places, either heaven or, or to hell, right? One of two places. Now, let me give this to you the way that I received it, and then we'll go straight into the scripture. If someone, now we know that the Lord Jesus, hey, he's the ruler of heaven. Are you with me? We know that Satan is down there in hell, right? The devil down there in hell. Now, let me ask you a question. Which has more power, heaven or hell? Well, we're, we're kind of confused. Let, let, let me help you. Heaven. Heaven has more power. Which one has more authority, heaven or hell? Heaven, I wouldn't whisper it if I were you. Heaven has more authority. Which ruler is greater? Jesus is in heaven. He's the king of kings. He's ruling heaven. And Satan is down there in hell. Who has more power and authority? I thank God you had me worried for a second. Jesus has more authority than the devil. Isn't that right? Which place again has more influence, heaven or hell? Heaven. Now, that may be a shocker or difficult for some because we see a lot of the realities of hell on earth just about every day. You see it on the news. You see it in the lives of people. People say, so-and-so is just full of the devil. He's just full of the devil. He got the devil all in him. And what they're meaning is that that person has apparently yielded themselves to satanic control, and they speak cursings. And wherever they go, people get upset and angry and the atmosphere can change when somebody that is full of hell comes into the room. Maybe I'm in the wrong place. Is that right? When someone is hellish and they come into your home, they bring their king with them. 
and they bring those other fallen angels with them. And everybody gets uptight and everybody gets uncomfortable. Right? And they begin to spit out cursings and, and all this stuff when they're full of hell. We can see that. Can, can, can anybody see that? Say amen if you understand what I'm talking about. Now, we just said a moment ago that heaven had more influence than hell. That Jesus has more power than the devil. What would happen if you, if we, would release ourselves or submit to the king of heaven and have heaven all in us? And we walk into a place and people begin to feel good. They begin to experience heaven on earth. Now, if mankind can experience, can experience hell on earth, can we experience heaven on earth too? Does hell have more dominion on planet earth than heaven? Absolutely not. But what we find here today is that the news media will pick up more of hell than they will of heaven. They'll advertise more of hell than they do of heaven. But it is possible. It is possible. As you yield to the Spirit of God, as you yield to the King of glory, to have Him on the inside, and you take heaven with you where you go. Let me give you some examples of how this has manifested in my life. I remember one particular time, uh, really just here recently, I was up in the in a hospital. Someone had called me up there uh, to be with them in the hospital. Their child was ill. And I walk in the room. Now, here again, as we said before, my name is Mark. Hello. Please don't think just because I have the title pastor that things, supernatural things happen for me because I have the title pastor. Are you with me? My name is Mark. Hello. When Jesus talks to me, he doesn't say Pastor Stroud. He calls me by my name. Are you with me? The title is only there for you to recognize the anointing that's already on my life. Are you hearing me? All right. So when Mark went into this hospital, Mark walks in. And the peace of God begins to fill the room. And the individuals that are in the room begin to <sighs> take a sigh. And I began to pray over the individual that's laying there in the hospital bed. And their body begins to react and calm. A calm comes in the room. And as long as I was in the room, things were well. But the moment I left the room, I was going home. It was late. I had been there for quite a while. When I left the room and went down the hallway, the mother runs after me and says, the attack has started again. They're in pain again. They're hurting again. So I am tired. Mark is exhausted. Mark says, oh, Jesus. Okay, let's go back. But no, no, I'm not telling you to go back, but just for you to pray. 
Oh, okay. Praise the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? But of course, the Lord brought healing and some other things happened and the person is completely delivered and we thank God for that. Now, that's not because of Mark. That's because of Jesus. Are you with me? Because of the king of heaven that brought healing in the house. On another particular, another particular occasion, uh, we were at another church uh, having a service there. And after service, an older lady, she may be in her late 60s or early 70s. Now, uh, she comes up at the service. And you know, as individuals do, we do hug each other. We're, we're hugging people. Amen. So she comes up to me after service and she begins to hug me. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, sister. Praise the Lord. Then she begins to squeeze tighter. As my eyes begin to bulge out of my head and she begins to cry. So I say, okay, Lord, you must be doing something here. So I just submit to and just say, thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And she cries on my shoulder and whoo. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And finally, we release. And I can breathe. She says, oh, I'm sorry. I just felt the Lord. I just felt the Lord. Okay, sister, I understand. Praise the Lord. No problem with that. All right. You have a good day now. And so I exit, hug a few others, and I go. The next week, she comes back, and she testifies. She yells as she's coming in the building. She says, I wash my hair. I wash my hair. My thought is, good. 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 I'm glad you did. Well, you don't understand. You don't understand. It's been months since I washed my hair. I had some fungus or sickness there. And every time I would wash it, it would burn. It would burn. It would burn. I couldn't wash it. And I wanted to wash my hair and I couldn't. But when I was holding you, I felt something go all over me. And I went home and I washed my hair. Uh, oh, thank you, Jesus. Are you understanding what I'm saying? We can be, and the Lord wants us to be ambassadors of heaven. And when you walk into the room, the temperature changes. But just like that old serial killer, whoever, has yielded his body, his mind, and all that to some demons not going around and killing folk, just like he has yielded, we can yield to the God of heaven. And just like that serial killer is cursing everybody and all that stuff out, we can go and bless and bless and bless and change the atmosphere. We've just got to yield. Are you with me? Now, we've said all that to get right here. To get right here. Man, I, there is so much. So much. In order to get to heaven. Now, we're talking about heaven and hell. Let me give you some, some numbers here. These things were quite interesting. Heaven and hell. 
in order to get to heaven, of course, we know that we first must receive the king of heaven. What's the king of heaven's name? Jesus. Jesus. We must receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We welcome him into our lives. We submit under his authority. We call him Lord and Savior. Savior and Lord. And then the king of glory comes in. He comes to you. And all religions and most other religions uh, in the world today, under this, under this world system, they are all trying to get to God. But in Christianity, and it's Christianity is really not a religion, but in Christianity, it is God that comes to us. As a matter of fact, God stands at your door and knocks and asks you, would you let him in? Here lies one of the main differences. Now, Jesus did not come to bring us religion. He came to restore a relationship. He came to bring us back into heavenly places. He came to reunite us with our heavenly father. Are you with me? So if we're looking at Christianity as a religion, that's really not biblical. It's not Bible-based. Jesus came to restore relationship. Church name, tell them Jesus came to restore relationship. Now, let me give you some numbers. This is, this is very, very wonderful. In the whole Bible, in King James Version from Genesis to Revelations, heaven is mentioned 691 times. In the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelations, hell is mentioned 54 times. 691 to 54. In the New Testament, heaven is mentioned 277 times. Heaven, 277 times. In the New Testament, hell is mentioned 23 times. 277 to 23. In the book of Matthew, and we'll see a lot of this today, book of Matthew, the Gospels, heaven is mentioned 75 times. The same book of Matthew, hell is mentioned nine times. I wonder which place is the Lord pointing us to? I wonder which place is he pointing us to? Over and over and over again, the Lord mentions heaven. But listen, when the Lord Jesus talks about heaven, there are scripture references that talk about the sweet by and by. When you get there, you'll have peace. When you get there, you'll have joy. When you get there, we'll have a great family reunion. When you get there, everything is going to be right. When you get there, uh, the devil's underfoot. There's no problem when you get there, when you get there, when you get there. But if you notice, and we'll look at scriptures today, when Jesus talks about heaven, He's really talking about how heaven operates in us and how we can operate in it down here on earth. There are many of us that are waiting to get to heaven to, to have rest. And surely heaven is a place of rest. But how many of you need rest right now? Listen, people that are experiencing hell on earth are not waiting to go to hell to get hell. They have keyed in to receiving hell now. Now, I'm not cussing, but I'm telling you about the place. You understand? 
They have keyed in through the works of their flesh and they have brought hell up from the earth and brought it into their life today. Hell is a place of torment and, and torture. And you know they have torment and torture right now in their lives. Hell is a place of unrest. You know they can they have unrest right now. Are you with me? So they've learned to bring it up. They don't they've not only learned to bring it up, but they walk in it every day. Hallelujah. But if they can do that with hell, why can't we do that with heaven? Why do I have to wait to get to heaven to rest or to find joy or to find peace or to find fulfillment or to be in the presence of God, the manifest presence of God? I don't have to wait. I can experience it now. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Just as those that are experiencing hell, they do stuff. They just don't just sit around. No, they're up and talking to people and they're doing stuff. And hell is manifesting wherever they go. But for some reason, we, some of us in the body of Christ, sit down and we want God to do everything and we don't say one word and expect heaven to show up. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? There's something that we're going to have to do. We can't live, we can't be passive Christians and expect for the whole world to open up to us. Are y'all still with me today? You got to help me. You got to help me. So I want you, I want to show you something. And, uh, Romans 10, 9, we won't get it, but Romans 10, 9, it talks about if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we're going to be saved. Salvation is the doorway uh, to enter in, entering into heavenly things. When, we, when you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, that becomes the doorway to enter into heaven. Just as some have said they've entered a contract with the devil, and now all this old crazy mess is happening in life, cursings, that's the doorway for hell in their lives. But when you receive Jesus and give your life over to Jesus, that's the doorway. The doorway becomes open for heaven to invade your life, for heaven to invade your home. And everywhere you go, you'll have the angels of God surrounding you and keeping you and covering you. You can have heaven on earth. As a matter of fact, the Lord Jesus began to teach this. He began to teach and he began to tell his disciples there even in what we call the model prayer or the disciples prayer. He began to teach them. He said, I want you boys, I want you to pray like this. Pray our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Listen, thy kingdom come from there to here. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. He begins to tell us, he begins to open a dialogue, open a dialogue. When the Lord Jesus, now we're, let, let's just look at some scripture now. I really want to get in this. Go to Matthew. We're going to be in Matthew a whole lot today. Matthew, the third chapter. Does anybody want to learn how to bring heaven to earth today? Let me see your hands. If you want to learn how to bring heaven to earth today. Matthew three. Matthew three, verse number, uh, let's 
verse 1. It says, In those days uh, came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, what? For the kingdom of, kingdom of, the kingdom of, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, we're going to show you some things here, and just stay with me. He says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, we know what heaven is, but we're going to define it for you in the Greek and let you see exactly what it is. Now, the Greek word for heaven is uranas, uranas. Ooh, we're speaking Greek. Can you say uranas? Ooh, look at your Greek people here. All right. Uranas means uh, the vaulted expanse of the sky with all things visible in it. It means the universe. It means the world. Uh, it is also the aerial heavens or sky, the region where the clouds and tempests gather, where thunder and lightning are produced. Heaven. Are you with me? It also means the uh, sidereal it means the sidereal or starry heavens. Sidereal, sidereal, that means starry, the place where all the stars are. We call that outer space, right? Don't we call that outer space with the star, moon, and planets, Jupiter? Outer space, right? All right. So when the Bible talks about heaven, it's talking about that blue thing up in, up there with clouds in it, where thunderings and lightnings are made, but it's also talking about uh, the sidereal or the starry heavens, outer space. Are you with me? Now listen, the third definition is this. The region above the sidereal heavens. That is the region above the stars. Above. Now think about it. There is a region, a place that is above outer space. Now grab a hold of this now. So when the Bible talks about heaven... It's not talking about just the blue with the clouds. It's not only talking about the planets, the outer space, but it's also talking about the region that is above outer space. Now, that's pretty far up. Okay? This is the region above the heavens. Uh, it is the seat of order, of, of the order of all things. It's the place where perfection is. It's the God's dwelling place. That's the place above the stars. All right, space shuttle can't get you there, sorry. Warp 9, space bubble or whatever can't get you there. It is above the universe, all right? So, he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That is, now at hand, let me give you that definition. At hand means, uh, now we can give the Greek too, it means uh, at hand in Greek is Engezo. Say engezo. There you go again. Good. Engezo means to bring near. It means to join one thing to another, to draw or come near, to approach. Listen, John the Baptist caught the revelation. He was a forerunner of Jesus Christ. God had showed him what he was about to do. Now, in the beginning, God had relationship with man, with Adam and Eve. There was no distance between Adam and Eve. They had an intimate fellowship, an intimate relationship. Adam entered into a contract with the enemy and sold 
and sold uh, the ownership of the earth realm. Now the enemy is in control and there is distance between God and man. From Genesis, there was a breach. There was a breach. And now when God wanted to commune with man, he could only be there with him just for a moment because the spirit of God came upon prophets of old and he would depart from them. He would come and he would depart from them. And when the Lord really came in the fullness of his present presence, well, they had him in a little place called the holies of holies there in the temple. And you just couldn't go in there unless you were right, completely right. I'm not talking about with a little bit of stuff unless you were completely right. And the blood of an animal was shed to, to cover your sin. You couldn't just walk in there. You would immediately die because God was so holy. His holiness would immediately rob you or deprive you of life if you weren't right in his presence. So there was a great gulf between God and man because of what Adam and Eve did there in the beginning. Now, John the Baptist comes under the revelation and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he says to the people a message that has never been heard before. He tells them, repent. In other words, turn, change your mind. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven is approaching. Heaven is approaching. Heaven is near. Are you with me? Before it was far, but John became... the. Uh, became uh, came to tell him heaven is near the messiah is coming now the messiah who was the christ would bring heaven to earth are you with me it was jesus's assignment as messiah to bring heaven to earth hallelujah so john came preaching heaven is at hand it is near that's the true interpretation of that it is near it is approaching all right that's his message and uh, we see that there in John the second, or rather Matthew, the, the third chapter, verse number two, it says again, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, I want you to see something else. Go to the, the same third chapter and go to verse number 16. Well, go to verse 13. Verse 13 says, then come of Jesus. Say, say uh, then comes Jesus. All right. As John is preaching and he's baptizing. Uh, then comes Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of John. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and cometh thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it cometh, rather it, thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Now listen to verse number 16. And Jesus when he was baptized, went up straightway or immediately out of the water, and lo, the heavens were what? Opened unto him. Unto who? To him. The heavens were opened unto him, unto Jesus. The heavens, or heaven, the heavens, now we just talked about the three realms of heaven, right? Sky, outer space, and the place where God dwells that is above the stars. The heavens, boom, 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 were now open. What was closed was now opened. Can you imagine that? Now, since Adam and Eve, the heavens were shut. Shoom, shoom, shoom. Sky shut. Uh, the outer space shut. The holies of place, the holies of holies, the heaven itself shut. 
But now that Jesus is coming and has been baptized, the Bible says it is open. Boom. First, I can hear like um, lightnings and thunderings. Boom. As the first heaven is open, the sky. Imagine a big hole. And then the uh, outer space, a big hole. And then all of a sudden the throne room, boom, of God. Now all three are open and there is a straight connection from God's dwelling place to earth. Can you imagine that? The heavens were opened unto him and something came out. The Bible says heaven opened unto him and lo, it says, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him and he saw the spirit of God descending. I want to descending from where? Descending from heaven. Are you with me? Descending the spirit of God coming from the place that is above outer space, descending from the holy, holy place, heaven, descending uh, through uh, the universe that is through the starry place, through the clouds, now coming upon Jesus, descending upon him like, like a dove and lightning and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now, this is not God talking through a prophet. This is God speaking directly straight from heaven. Oh, this is powerful. Now, Jesus performed his ministry not as the son of God. He died as the son of God, but he lived as the son of man. Now, we've got to understand it so we can go further. If Jesus performed ministry or went about as the son of God, then none of us could do what he did. But because he did it as a spirit-filled man, as a man of God, then he could rightfully say, the works that I do shall you do also because I go unto my father. He's saying, I want you to do the same thing. Now, we were not born with the same blood that Jesus was born with. Are you with me? So we couldn't do that if he did, if he went through his life as a son of God. But he went through ministry as a spirit-filled man, as a man of God, yielding to the spirit of God. He yielded to uh, his father's good pleasure, thus giving us access to do the same things that he did. Are you with me? Come on. Are you seeing something develop here? All right. So the heavens were open unto him. And uh, there was a voice, and we hear that voice, and the Lord said, the Father said. Now the Father is speaking out of heaven. Now notice we talked about a, a holy trinity before. So we see here as Jesus being the Son of God is there, and then we see the second part of the Godhead, the Spirit lightning upon him, and then there is the Father that is also speaking down from heaven to the Son and making an announcement on earth, that there's a new sheriff in town. This is my son and whom I'm well pleased. It is his mission to bring heaven to the earth. Hallelujah. It is his mission to bring heaven to the earth. All right. Now, there are several characteristics that we can see about heaven. Now, uh, let's look at um, chapter four. Flip over to chapter four and uh, we're going to see some things. Now, shortly after that, after the Lord Jesus was baptized, they, they put John into prison and he was about to be beheaded. Now, remember, it was John's message to, to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is near. 
If you have another translation other than King James, it would most will say, for the kingdom of heaven is near. It is near. Jesus came to bring heaven to the earth, right? All right, so after John was put in prison, uh, let's look at verse number 16 of Matthew 4. Uh, let's look at um, verse number 16. It says, the people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region uh, and shadow of death, light is sprung up. Verse 17, from that time, what time? The time when John the Baptist was now in prison. From that time began Jesus to preach and to say, I wonder what? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, Jesus is not saying it's near. He's saying the other definition of, of, of near, which is rather at hand, which is to join one thing to another. Now he's preaching. He's not saying it's near. He's saying it's here. Now you join yourself to it. It's so close now that you can become a part of it because Jesus has brought heaven now to earth. And now if you'll notice everywhere the Lord Jesus went, he was casting out demons and devils. He was reversing everything the devil has done because, you know, the devil was in control. He was in rule. But now Jesus has brought heaven to earth. So everywhere heaven was, the devil had to back up. So if you were sick, you had to be healed. If there were demons in the room, they had to cry out, Oh, Jesus, what have we do with you? Because heaven has now invaded. As a matter of fact, the Lord says, uh, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, and it is the violent that taketh it by force. Heaven is advancing in the earth. But how does it advance? It advances through us, through the body of Christ, who actually yields ourselves to the king of heaven, bringing heaven here in the earth realm, and the enemy begins to back up. So if there is hell in your life, all you have to do is welcome the king of heaven, Jesus, first in your heart and yield to him and begin to believe for heavenly things uh, to be brought into your life. Are you hearing me? Now, let me tell you a few things. Heaven was never meant to be quarantined, so to speak, was never meant to be just quarantined up there somewhere. Most of the religious world today thinks that heaven is just up there and we're down here. And a lot of the church says, well, when I get to heaven, oh, what a happy time we're going to have. When we get there, I won't have to deal with bill collectors anymore. I won't have to deal with these bills anymore. I'll have peace. I'll have rest. And I won't have to deal with the devil no more. When I get to heaven, oh, what a happy time I'm going to have. And we forfeit a life of heaven to wait for heaven. When Jesus never, ever taught that. As a matter of fact, he told them to do business while I go. I said, I'm going away, but occupy till I come. In other words, enforce the kingdom of heaven. Live under heaven's rule until I come. Don't just sit idly by and wait until you die. 
That was never what the Lord Jesus taught. What I'm telling you today is that you can begin to reign in the earth through the kingdom of heaven. You can begin to have divine resources. You can begin to have peace right now, joy right now, happiness right now. All the things that you were expecting to happen there, you can begin to walk in them now. Right now. You don't have to live in hell and then die and go to hell. You can live in heaven and then die and go to heaven. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Now I'm telling you that this is, uh, this is the message that the Lord Jesus Christ was coming to bring. He said, I must preach the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven in other places also. He's got to preach it. He must bring this message to pass. And that is what God is telling us to do today. All we've got to do is yield to him. And now listen, uh, when we get to heaven, now there's a big difference. When you get to heaven, the blessings of God are automatic. You're just there. It's just like air. You can breathe it. It's there. God is all around you. The, there's, there's no struggle. But in the earth, we've got to fight to possess the blessings. It's not automatic. So if we just sit by and, uh, and do nothing, guess what's going to happen? Nothing. No, we've got to begin to pray and intercede and begin to declare heaven's rule in our lives and begin to open ourselves up to the king of glory. Are you with me? Now, here again, when you are saved, when you give your life to the Lord Jesus, and we're almost done for the day. We're almost done for the day. When you give your life to the Lord uh, in, in salvation, when you first do this, salvation is not just the door into heaven, into heavenly things, but it's your online connection to receive from it. By receiving Jesus Christ, the Messiah, we become connected to heaven. We become connected to heavenly things. As a matter of fact, the Bible declares, now let's go to the book of Ephesians for a moment, and then we'll come back to Matthew, uh, should the Lord desire. Go to the book of Ephesians. Now that's further over there in the uh, New Testament. The book of Ephesians. I want to show you some things here in Ephesians, how the Lord relates, how he wants to relate heaven in our lives. Now I'm telling you this is true and this is so. You have the choice, we all have a choice, to walk in heavenly things right now in this earth. Right now in this earth, it is actually your choice. You don't have to live in hell and then hope one day you'll get to heaven and everything will be fine. I'm telling you right now, you can experience heaven on earth. Right now, today, you can experience heaven on earth. Hallelujah. And receiving Jesus is a doorway of entering into heavenly things. Now, Ephesians, the first chapter. Um, let's look at this. Verse number three, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, listen, who hath blessed us with all spiritual things, where? In heavenly places in Christ. Hath, that is past tense. He's already released heavenly blessings in the earth all we've got to do now is receive them in other words now look at look at the mind of god god is not thinking once you get up here with me and then i'll give you heavenly things that's not the mind of god he's not saying once you get up here with me once you die and go to heaven with me be up here with me then i'll give you heavenly blessings that's not the mind of god he's saying i am releasing and have released heavenly blessings now in the earth 
we can take possession of heaven in the earth. This is what the word of God is saying. Now look at verse number 20. It says, uh, verse 20 says, uh, Ephesians first chapter, which he wrought in Christ, talking about God raising the Lord, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Now, when Jesus rose from the dead, he went up to heaven. Now, you wonder which heaven did he go to? Of course, we know the, the throne room of God. He went past sky, went past outer space, and now in the third heaven. And this talks about that. He said, and he was seated at the right hand of God in heavenly places. Now listen, far above, this is far above all principality and power and might and dominion in every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Now, why is that important? Because whoever sits higher has more authority. If you look at the uh, court system of the day, and some of you have been to court before. I don't know. I've seen it on TV. and I've The judge sits highest. He has the highest chair in the room. That's talking about authority. And everyone in the room is beneath him, signifying that he can cast judgment on anybody in the room. He can say, lock him up. You're going to jail. Contempt. You're going to jail. You know, he, he, he sits high and can pass judgment on everybody that is beneath him. Are you with me? Now, the Lord Jesus is now far above all principality. Now, that's demonic powers. That's the devil, Satan. He is now above all of that, above all three heavens. He's seated there with the Father, and everything else is beneath him. In other words, he has supreme authority over everything. Grab a hold of that. Say with me, Jesus has supreme authority over all things. Now listen, this is symbolized by where he sits. Because he sits high, he can pass judgment over all the room. Now sometimes in city council meetings... They'll have the city councilmen all sitting up at, up at one table, sitting together, meaning that everyone on those council at the council, council table has power to rule over everyone that is beneath. Isn't that right? How many of you would say that that's right? They have power to rule over the room. Hallelujah. Now, Jesus is seated in that place, giving him power and authority and dominion over everything. Now, look at chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse number 6. Are y'all still with me? Verse number 6 says, now we can get straight to it. It says, and hath raised us up together. Talking about the body of Christ. And the Father has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places where? In Christ. Now, we, the Bible says clearly that we, as the body of Christ, are now seated in Christ. Now, if Christ is above all names, 
above all demonic power, above all satanic power, above everything that is evil, everything that is wrong, if he is above all that, and he is, and if I sit in him, that means that I am also above all of that. And in Christ, I can say, be healed. I can say, debt free. I can say, I can say all these things that pertain unto him because I sit in him. I can bring heaven, heaven's rule or reign to the earth because I'm seated in him. I wonder if you're hearing what we're talking about. See, we have authority in Christ that the father has released to us in the earth. He's not waiting. God's not waiting until we get up there to give it to us. He's giving it to us right now. Are you with me? I'm giving you evidence. I'm giving you proof. Now let's go back over to Matthew. I want to show you some other things. And we're almost done. Does anybody get anything out of this today? Listen, everything that we are expecting to receive in eternity, we should begin to receive or walk in now while in time. We will need joy now and peace now and happiness now and love now and rest now, not just up there. Not just up there. We need it now. And Jesus went about expressing uh, that we should begin to act, begin to interact with heaven right now. Again, like he said, uh, he began to pray, tell us to pray. The will of the Father be done in earth as it is in heaven right now. He began to tell us that the kingdom of heaven is advancing in the earth right now. He even begins to tell us in Matthew 16, you can write it down, Matthew 16, he says, whatsoever you bind in the earth is bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose in earth is loose in heaven. There is an interaction now between heaven and earth because the heavens have been opened up unto Jesus, unto the Lord Jesus, and we're in him, that means we have a right uh, to exercise and uh, have authority through heaven to earth. Hallelujah. Now, I want to see something else. Let's go to Matthew, the fifth chapter. Matthew, the fifth chapter. And there's so much. You, you can go, uh, we can go on and on for days. But let me, I just want to show you what the Lord Jesus taught. Now, you can write these down. Matthew, fifth chapter, and uh, verse number 11 it says, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Verse 12, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is, say is, say is, for great is your reward. That is your dues, um, your dues paid for work or wages in heaven. For so persecuted they uh, the prophets which are which were before you. Now notice something. When people talk about you and you're doing right, you're standing on the gospel of Christ Jesus. The Lord says that great is your reward in heaven. That is, as I'm walking about this earth doing business for the kingdom of God, Money or some sort of wealth or some sort of some sort of a uh, treasure is being transferred into my account in heaven. What I do here affects the wealth or the treasure I'll have up there. Are you with me? There is a connection between heaven and earth and what we do now does affect there. 
So wealth or treasure is transferred to my account. You say, well, why will I need that? I don't know, but obviously you will, or the Lord wouldn't be paying you for something now. Are you with me? Now, the Lord says also, and you can just write this down, Matthew, the sixth chapter, verse 20. He says, lay up not for yourselves treasure. Uh, rather, he says, lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where um, neither moth or rust doeth corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. He says right now, as we're on the earth, we can lay up treasure in heaven. He talks about um, and uh, he talks about the works uh, that we do here will affect heaven in Matthew, the fifth chapter, verse 16. He says, let your light so shine before men that men may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. What we do here affects God over there. He can be glorified now. When you do good things, the father's glorified now, not when you just die and go up there. Now we can influence the heart of God right now. You can bring glory to God right now. What you do here glorifies God there. You talk about wanting to have brownie points. When the angels begin to praise his name because of what you have done. Oh, my God. And last, the the existence of, of heaven and earth are tied to what the father said. He said, not one jot nor tittle of his word will pass away until all is fulfilled. He said, heaven and earth will not pass away till all is fulfilled. And let me give you this one, too. Uh, also, uh, the works that we do here in the earth will affect our future social standing in heaven. The works we do now will affect our future social standing in heaven. What you do now immediately right now affects what's happened over there. The Bible says in Matthew, the fifth chapter, verse 19, it says, whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and teach men to do so. He shall be called the least that is small in rank or excellence. He shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven right now. You're called the least. But whosoever shall do and teach them, uh, who shall do the, the law, the law or the commandments, who will do them and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. That is uh, a thing of that this person will be highly esteemed or excellent or high in rank in the kingdom of heaven. What we do here now affects that. It affects your stature. Now, let me bring this to you. As the sons of Sceva were trying to cast out a devil, they were trying to cast out devils. And uh, the devils cried out. They said, uh, Jesus we know, Paul we know, but who are you? In other words, you don't have enough rank. You don't have enough structure in order for us to obey you. But by following the message of the king, by yielding to him, we begin to develop rank. The more we do, the more we do the commandments of God and teach others to do so, which is what the Lord Jesus did, which is what Paul did, we begin to develop rank, and there is rank in the spirit. As we develop rank, we'll have more authority over satanic or demonic powers, over different things that can influence our lives. We'll have more influence on hell in the earth, and we can cast it further back and invite heaven in. I'm telling you, we don't have to wait until we get there. We can experience heaven now, right now on the earth. 
Well, we have a whole lot more that I could tell you about. And I pray that we'll have another opportunity another time. I pray you receive the word of God today. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. 